Welcome to the Royal Automobile Club and to our beautiful Pall Mall Clubhouse. Today we are here to celebrate the Motoring Book of the Year. But before we start, let's just look in the road under. We've got this beautiful Jaguar E-Type Series 1 in this fabulous green. The clubhouse is always busy with motoring events throughout the year. Although perhaps with COVID, it's calmed down a little bit. Nevertheless, this building is truly a palace for the motorists. Built in 1911, it hosts a remarkable range of facilities from the 28 meter swimming pool with its original mosaics to the Turkish bath, four squash courts, two restaurants, and 108 elegantly furnished bedrooms upstairs. It truly is a place where the motorists can rest when they wish to. We're here to celebrate the Motoring Book of the Year Awards. And what better place to do it than in our own beautiful library upstairs in Pall Mall. So please follow me upstairs and we'll go and start proceedings. Welcome to the club's library, a veritable treasure trove for the motoring enthusiast. The club is well positioned to judge motoring literature, having assembled this wonderful collection of over 6,000 books over 120 years. We have some particular favourites, including facsimiles of the copies of Sterling Moss's scrapbooks, which chronicle his whole career. And rather appropriately, we see here today the copies of his participation 70 years to this week when he did the veteran car run. And amazingly, it rained. As we move through the library, we have continuous runs of journals such as the car, autocar, the motor and motorsport. Not a single magazine has gone unmissed. But to bring ourselves up to date, let's just look at the first winner of the Motoring Book of the Year, John Surtees, club member and the only man to win the World Championship on two and four wheels. A quite remarkable achievement that has never been eclipsed. And then we run through some of the previous winners up to last year's winner, the Self-Preservation Society, the story of the Italian job by Matthew Field, chronicling the making of the fabulous movie that has become an iconic film for all motorists. Welcome. First, let me give you a brief summary of the awards. Now in its seventh consecutive year, the Royal Automobile Club Motoring Book Awards are recognised as the most prestigious awards in the automotive publishing industry. This year we have had an overwhelming response with 32 entries representing 24 different publishing houses from international and independence to self-published authors. The quality of entries this year has been quite remarkable, which is a reassuring sign that the motoring book industry is in good shape and the appetite for printed books continues to be healthy. There are two awards to be announced today, the Specialist Book of the Year and the Motoring Book of the Year. First, let me introduce the judges. The judging process was rigorous and very impressive. Given the quality of entries, it must have been the toughest year yet. The awarding committee consists of six expert judges who are totally independent of the Royal Automobile Club. They include Gordon Cruikshank of Motorsport Magazine, Mark Dixon of Octane Magazine, Mick Walsh of Classic and Sports Car, and avid book collector and editor of the BRDC Bulletin, Ian Titchmarsh. Representing the retail sector are Ben Horton from Horton's Books and Christian Whitehead of the London bookstore, Foils. It is all diligently chaired by Simon Taylor, who needs little introduction and remains as non-voting chairman the Specialist Book of the Year, and the Motoring Book of the Year. The judging process was rigorous and very impressive. Given the quality of entries, it must have been the toughest year yet. There are six titles shortlisted for the Specialist Motoring Book of the Year Award. 
the specialist motoring book of the year, is in the opinion of judges a feat of impeccable research and flawless writing, regardless of its retail cost. First is Maserati World Sports Car and Manufacturers Championships from 1953 to 1966 by Michel Bollet and Jean-Francois Blachette, published by Syllab Editions, priced at £165. This is a limited print run of 600 copies. It covers the amazing history of all Maseratis seen in the World Sports Car and Manufactured Championships from 1953 to 1966. The A6 GCS, the 150S, the 200S, 300S, 450S, the birdcage front and rear engine cars, and the Tipo 151. Every chassis number is listed with a picture, mostly previously unpublished for each car. Second book is Shark Nose V6, Ferrari 156, Ferrari 246 SP, and Ferrari 196 SP by Jörg Thomas Fudisch and Rainer Rosbach, published by McLean Publishing and priced at £115. This is the story of the mid-engine shark-nosed Ferraris in one of glory and drama. Outstanding victories such as winning the Formula One World Championship in 1961 with American driver Phil Hill are inextricably linked with tragedies such as the death of Wolfgang von Tripps and 15 spectators at the 1961 Italian Grand Prix in Monza. This book paints a detailed picture of one of the most exciting epochs in motorsports and one of its greatest icons the Ferrari 156 and its prototype siblings, the 246 SP and 196 SP, and features many previously unpublished images from the archives of Bernard Cahill. The next nominee is Ultimate Works Porsche 956, the definitive history by Serge van Bocklijk, published by Porter Press International Limited and priced at £450. Unleashed in 1982, the Porsche 956 became the most successful purpose-built race car in history. Over the following decade, the 956 and its later long wheelbase version, the 962, would win five consecutive world championships, as well as every single classic sports car race in the world a record number of times. Many of the successes were achieved by works entered cars, almost always in the iconic white and blue colours of sponsor Rothmans and they form the focus of an extraordinary body of work researched and written by author Serge van Bocklijk over the past 30 years. Serge has gathered thousands of pages of period documents from Porsche's Stuttgart archives and has conducted dozens of interviews. These two volumes add up to 800 pages, which is understood to be the biggest book ever written on the subject. The next nominee is Shadow, The Magnificent Machines of a Man of Mystery by Pete Lyons and published by Evro Publishing at the price of £75. This is the first ever book revealing the whole story of the iconic Black Shadows and the Shadow Man who made it all happen. Don Nichols, D-Day paratrooper, Army counterintelligence officer and controversial entrepreneur who went on to create a racing mark that seemed as cloaked as the man himself. Shadow was the only US-based team to win a Can-Am championship and one of only three to score a victory in Formula One. Yet history lavishly celebrates his nominal rivals, Dan Gurney and Roger Penske, while Nichols has long remained, yes, a shadowy figure. Pete Lyons, who was there in the day, lifts the veil from this secretive man 
and the innovative, extraordinary, magnificent racing cars and world-class team he created. The text is based on Pete's own extensive interviews with the late Don Nichols and many other key members of his organisation, including famed drivers George Fulmer and Jackie Oliver, as well as brilliant car designer Trevor Harris and Tony Southgate. It's packed with facts and anecdotes and beautifully illustrated. The fifth nominee is Claude Dean, Western Australia's motor dealer extraordinaire by Graham Cox and published by Motoring Past at a price of $65 or £55. Claude Williams Dean was an idiosyncratic son of the motoring age. In only a handful of years, he became Western Australia's biggest car importer, then he lost it all and started again. A true pioneer of Australian motoring, he never boasted about his exploits, yet his treks cross-country proved that the motor car would soon conquer the Australian outback. This book is the result of years of research, hardback with gold foil on cover and a gilt edging, it's full colour throughout with many previously unpublished photographs from public and personal archives. The final nominee is Shelby Cobra Daytona Coupe, the autobiography of CSX 2300 by Rincey Mills, published by Porter Press International Limited and priced at £60. This book tells the fascinating history of the Daytona Coupe version of Carol Shelby's fabled Cobra with special focus on one of the six cars built. The fabulous Daytona Coupe, brutally purposeful in both looks and performance, was created to win the FIA World Sports Car Championship and duly did so in 1965, beating Ferrari in the large capacity class. The specific car covered in detail in this book, CSX 2300, took part in five championship rounds, one in 1964 and four in 1965, and played its part in Shelby American's unique team success. Truly one of the great cars, the Shelby Daytona Coupe is the most worthy addition to this acclaimed series of books. It's now my pleasure to announce the winner of the Specialist Book of the Year. And I have the envelope. And the winner is Shadow, the Magnificent Machines of the Man of Mystery by Pete Lyons, published by Evro Publishing. Well done. And I now have the pleasure to hand over to Simon Taylor, who's going to have a few words with the winning author. Thank you. Many thanks, Ben. And we're able now to talk to Pete Lyons away in distant California. Pete, many congratulations. Thank you, Simon. You've won awards before, uh, but you must feel particularly happy to have been able to write this mammoth story about the Shadow Team and about the mysterious boss, uh, Don Nichols. Tell us about writing the book. Um, like any book, this um, is a matter of a lot of years and a lot of people involved. But the basic idea was that I knew for 25 years that Don was interested in doing a book. But he was telling us that he was going to do it himself. And he had a parallel book about his military life he wanted to do. But as time went on, it was not happening. And so um, through a number of people at a number of events, it became possible for myself and my wife Lorna here to go up and visit with Don at his uh, famous wizard's cave, as I call it, up in Salinas, which is near Monterey, California. And we spent several days with him, interviewing him and going through his memorabilia. He was very gracious and you know, sharing a lot of photographs with us and so on. And so the, it became possible finally to do the book that I had 
been thinking should have been done years and years ago. And I'm just absolutely thrilled that it, it, it could happen. And this is icing on the cake. I don't know that there's something better than icing on a cake. Maybe ice cream on top of it. It always strikes me that when you're writing a really comprehensive history of a racing team, a racing driver, whatever, uh, and you're talking to lots of different people and you're talking to them about a period which is quite a long time ago, you may not always get the same story because people's memories vary, people's understanding of what was going on may vary. And in some cases, there may be incidents that they don't terribly want to talk about. So you have a bit of a jigsaw puzzle, don't you? Particularly as you may be getting different stories from different people. Yes, that's very well put. I know you've done enormous amounts of work in the same realm, Simon, and you're absolutely right. Um, in particular, speaking with Don Nichols uh, over the period of several days that we did, he would quite often tell the same story two, three, four times, but there would be differences. But uh, working it out, you know, thinking about it and, and looking at the timelines, I, I figured out which one must have come first. It couldn't have been the other way around. But you're right, things like that, you have to dig into it. And I, I have to say, I enjoy hunting through uh, history to find these things. I'm, I'm a bit of a hunter. Well, you did a fantastic job, Pete. It's a great book. Thank uh, you. It's an important chapter filled um, in the huge book of motor racing history because it's a chapter that hasn't really been covered before. Well, Simon, may I, if there's a time, may I just say how wonderful it was to work with Evro Publishing. Eric Verdon Rowe and Mark Hughes, the Mark Hughes who was at Evro, uh, they were both absolutely delightful. And Rich Parsons, who designed the book, did a crackerjack job. And, and I'm just delighted to have been working with those guys. And the book reflects their work as well. So thank you to everybody. Every book is a team, a team effort. Absolutely. Yes. Pete, many congratulations. Thank you. And now, Ben, back to you. We now move on to the Motoring Book of the Year Award. The Motoring Book of the Year Award is for an exceptional book with a wide appeal and costing no more than £75. There are six titles shortlisted for the award. and They are the complete catalogue of Land Rover, production variants from Series 1 to Defender by James Taylor, published by Herridge and Sons Limited, priced at £35. The traditional utility Land Rover remains as much an enthusiast's choice as ever it has been, even though production has now ended. In 1948 and 2016, there was a far greater variety of models produced, an astonishing 300 plus, many more than even the most ardent enthusiasts might recognise. And this comprehensive and highly illustrated book is a guide to all of them, both those built in Britain and those built often with unique features overseas. This book offers masses of detail on both production variants and also on many that never went beyond the prototype stage, as well as on the multiple special editions that were sold around the world in more recent years. The next nominee is Louis Cotelin, Engineering Impresario of Humber, Sunbeam, Talbot and Dirac by Oliver Hill and published by Unicorn Publishing Group and priced at £40. Fabled automobile designer Louis Cotelin emerges from this new biographical portrait as a man of French charm and wit, but also as one determined to obtain success by any means necessary. Historian Oliver Hill provides new research into Cotelin's family and his ties across the automobile design world. 
He shares Curtilin's motor racing successes as well as failures, his training as an engineer in France, his rise in the British motor industry, and his accomplishments at Humber and Sunbeam. Oliver Heal has unearthed decades of amazing details behind the talented and driven man in both his personal and professional life, and it includes many previously unpublished photographs. Next nominee is A Race with Love and Death, the story of Richard Seaman by Richard Williams and published by Simon & Schuster at a price of £20. Author Richard Williams reveals the remarkable but now forgotten story of a driver whose battles against the leading figures of motor racing's golden age inspired the post-war generation of British champions. It's a gripping tale of speed, romance and tragedy, set in an era of rising tensions where the urge to live each moment to the full never seemed more important. Dick Seaman was the archetypal dashing motorsport hero of the 1930s. The first Englishman to win a race for Mercedes-Benz and the last Grand Prix driver to die at the wheel before the outbreak of the Second World War. The next nominee is Richie Ginther, Motor Racing Three Thinker by Richard Jenkins, published by Performance Publishing and priced at £27. For many years, it was thought that Richie Ginther, one of Formula One's best known drivers of the 1960s, later became an angry, reclusive and drunken bum, the classic archetypal hero to zero tale. But as the first ever authorised biography of Richie reveals, this diminutive Californian enjoyed astonishing triumphs as a racing driver, mechanic and team manager. Still just one of five Americans to have won a Formula One World Championship Grand Prix, Gimba helped two of motor racing's most iconic teams, BRM and Ferrari, to World Championship glory, as well as being instrumental in Honda's motor racing success. This refreshingly balanced and detailed book by debut author Richard Jenkin provides a very personal insight into one of motor racing's underappreciated heroes. The next nominee is Nicky Lauda. His Competition History by John Saltonstall and published by Evro Publishing at £60. This book documents Lauda's diverse driving career from 1968 to 1985, race by race, through detailed dissection of each of his 328 races in an eclectic mix of cars. A vivid picture emerges of a hugely determined and vastly talented racer who, despite many setbacks, left a remarkable legacy. Author John Saltonstall's admiration for Nicky Lauda led him to embark on this book, his first, and after nine years, in 2019, he completed it in only a matter of weeks before Lauda's death. The final nominee is Design Between the Lines by Patrick Le Quermont, published by Merrill Publishers at £35. In his foreword to the book, Stephen Bailey calls Le Quermont perhaps the most original designer working in the conservative car business at the turn of the millennium. Patrick Le Quermont is one of the visionary designers at the forefront of the automotive design revolution. Design Between the Lines is not a straightforward autobiography. Rather, Le Quermont charts his journey through five decades of thoughts, actions, failures and successes. He offers fascinating commentaries on design and the creative process and on some of the most extraordinary automotive brands that make up our cultural heritage. It's now my pleasure to announce the winner of the Motoring Book of the Year. And here is the magic envelope. And the winner is Richie Ginther, Motor Racing Three Thinker by Richard Jenkins. Well, congratulations to Richard. That's a magnificent win. And also to his publishers, Performance Publishing. 
Now my pleasure to hand back over to Simon, who's got the author with him to, for a few words. Thank you, Ben. Well, yes, we can now talk to Richard Jenkins on the line from his home in Hertfordshire. Richard, many congratulations. As you've heard, there was a tremendously high standard of entries in this year's Royal Automobile Club Measuring Book of the Year Awards. But your book, Richie Ginther, Motor Racing's Free Thinker, beat all of them. And it's perhaps an outsider's win yes. because it is your first book. Yes. So are you surprised? Very much so, very much so. I mean, when you look at the standard of uh, who was nominated this year, you know, you've got Richard Williams, who's uh, one of my favorite writers, um, very much enjoy reading his stuff. And the, the quality is, is amazing. It's, as I say, it's surreal um, to go from just having a book published, which was an ambition in itself, to winning is, is something well, I'm lost for words somewhat. But. Well, I sat in on the long process of judging, going through all those books. I can tell you that what really impressed the judges was the amount of new information in this book. We're all used to seeing books which, to a degree, repeat information that we've already been able to read elsewhere. But I think I'm right in saying there'd never been a book about Richie Ginther, certainly a serious biography before. No, um, very, very little indeed. Um, I mean, in the, in the Ginther book itself, um, there's passages, I mean, there was a bit covered with the Honda history. There was a bit covered with the VRM books, obviously with Doug Nye and Tony Rudd, but it was only passing and there was nothing in any kind of detail at all. Um, even magazines um, didn't, have a main feature on him. So for somebody so high profile and somebody relatively well known, it was quite amazing, but there was that gap. And really, uh, I've been lucky in the way that that niche was there to be filled. Um, and thankfully, uh, it's, it's done wonders, I think, for Richie's reputation as well. Excellent. Well, Richard, very many congratulations. We're all, those of us who haven't already read Richard Gimfer, Motor Racing's free thinker. We're all going to enjoy it. Many congratulations to Richard. And now, Ben, back to you. Thank you very much, Simon. I'd also like to take the opportunity to add my thanks again and congratulations to the winners of our two awards tonight, to Pete Lance for the fabulous shadow in the ma magnificent machines of a man of mystery, and to Richard Jenkins for Richie Ginther, Motor Racing's Three Thinker, two worthy additions to anybody's library. I'd also like to thank the judges for all their time in reviewing these books. I'd thank, like to thank all the other entrants. We had, a, I say, a large field of books nominated this year. It's really great to see that publishing is in good shape, and we do hope next year we will be back for a proper meeting, a proper awards here at the Royal Automobile Club. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.